0: Welcome to The Awesome Pod Mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, when a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today, I'll be talking about the eighth episode of Marvel Studios, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. This episode's title is Ribbit and Rip It, written by Cody Ziegler and directed by Kat Coiro. It's the fourth series to have a Kevin Feige production credit after Hawkeye, Moon Knight, and Ms. Marvel. The episode opens with two robbers robbing 65-inch smart TVs from Monaghan Wholesale. Monaghan is a reference to Drew Monahan, the show's art director. Their previous work credits include Loki and Spider-Man Homecoming. The robbers discuss whether OLED is better or QLED. One of the robbers says OLED has better color resolution and picture quality. I wish I could buy an OLED TV. Then I would be able to watch a certain day for night scene of a certain TV show. You know what I'm talking about. Leapfrog intervenes to stop the robbery. Eugene Patilio is at She-Hulk's office narrating how his superhero suit caused third-degree burns. Eugene is lying through his teeth because the robbers weren't as scared of him as he claims. We did spot Eugene in Episode 5 collecting his superhero suit from Luke's shop. He was in the background when Jen met Luke for the first time. So obviously Eugene is planning to file a lawsuit against Luke. You can tell from Eugene's expression that he's not earnest. Luke is an artist and his work is impeccable. There is no way he could have made a faulty suit. I don't want Jen to file a lawsuit against Luke. He's the only guy who can make suits for her. What is this weird obsession of people like Eugene wanting a Hulk on their case? When Jen tries to convince Luke to take some accountability for Eugene's faulty suit, Luke is mighty pissed and rightly so. Luke says, my work speaks for itself. He then goes closer to the mannequin with Jen's gala dress in the making. And the dress speaks. She-Hulk will never get another suit by Luke Jacobson ever again? Luke rips the dress. Jen reacts appalled because she prepaid for it. She now wants to file a lawsuit. In the courtroom, the judge inquires if Luke Jacobson is representing himself. I should have seen this coming. The courtroom door opens and Matt Murdock walks in. The camera tracks into him and he says, I'm here. Matt Murdock is representing Luke Jacobson. Matt's lawyering scene has such fine writing and Charlie Cox's delivery is just mind-blowing. Luke can't share his client's list in the motion to compel discovery for Jen to find out if he's had other dissatisfied customers. The nature of Luke's line of work making suits of superheroes necessitates anonymity. Matt reminds that Sokovia Accords have been repealed. There's a difference between celebrities and superheroes. People close to superheroes often get hurt even though they didn't ask to be a part of the superhero life. Man, this guy is a really good lawyer. I was having trouble concentrating writing this pod episode. I don't know if I'll be able to tell you how I felt about the episode. I was constantly getting distracted by how wonderfully Charlie Cox portrays Matt Murdock. Jen understands and mostly agrees with what Matt is saying, but she's just not vocal about it. I didn't want Jen to win this time because Eugene just wants a new suit without having to pay for it. The motion to compel discovery is denied by the judge. Matt gets a whiff and asks Eugene, what kind of fuel did he use for his boosters? Eugene, like a complete idiot, spills the beans that it was jet fuel. When Luke calls Eugene out on that, Eugene blatantly denies the use of jet fuel. Matt says, I know he's lying. Just don't ask me how I know. Because of his heartbeat, honey. I know. Matt and Luke win the case because Luke had given explicit instructions to not use jet fuel with the suit. Case dismissed. Matt is so smooth with his lawyering skills and appearance and charm that I can't wait to see Daredevil born again. Jen wants to patch things up with Luke, but he hates her now. At the Legal bar, Matt buys a drink for Jen as a peace offering and joins her. Jen asks, What's your story, Matt Murdock? You are from New York, but you flew all the way out here for a product liability case. Matt says, Luke Jacobson made a couple of new suits for me, so I owed him one. Jen says, doesn't really look like it. Sweetie, you don't know he's a superhero. He's daredevil. Matt says, that's a low blow insulting a blind man's clothes. I'm wearing pants, right? Jen laughs. He's making her laugh. Secret double lives of Matt Murdock. Oh, sweetie, you have no idea. Jen thinks she has no control over her choice of cases. But Matt feels Jen is in a unique position to do some real good. Matt says, Jen Walters can use the law to help people when society fails them. And She-Hulk can help people when the law fails them. So you can if you choose. Jen completes his sentence, Be the best of both worlds. There, Matt has helped Jen find her superhero purpose. I love it! Matt here is imparting wisdom from his experience, because Matt Murdock is lawyer by day and vigilante by night. Matt gets an urgent work call and Todd, the creepy client guy who called Jen a specimen, summons her for some work at a restaurant. Todd reveals he bid for a vibranium spear at an auction and won. In the end-credit illustrations, we see he outbid Eugene. The Wakandans want the spear back because it was stolen by the colonizers. Todd also tries to do the Wakanda Forever gesture, but he does it all wrong. And I was like, don't even try. Wakanda Forever is also the next movie in the line to release after She-Hulk. Todd misbehaves with Jen and Jen traps him, pushing the table onto him. There's a high possibility that he could be the Hulk King, and this incident pissed him off. Jen gets home and receives a call from Eugene. She decides to dress up in her superhero suit, and the Avengers theme plays in the background. She-Hulk arrives at the scene and stops Eugene's car. Daredevil gets thrown across the parking garage from atop Eugene's car. The camera trolleys around Daredevil to reveal his superhero suit. Daredevil turns to She-Hulk and warns her to back off because she is making a mistake. Jen tries to whoop Daredevil's ass but his ass remains unwhooped. Daredevil parkours down the parking. She-Hulk jumps too to stop Daredevil from following Eugene. She-Hulk tries to catch Daredevil. He effortlessly bends like Neo in The Matrix and lands on his back and jumps back up. She-Hulk throws a Lamborghini at Daredevil but he remains unscathed. She now thunderclaps and catches on to Daredevil. Daredevil tries to stop her saying, Whoa, 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 Jen! Jen unmasks him and we see Matt under the mask. There's a billboard for Rogers the Musical in the background. I wonder if Jen has watched Rogers the Musical because of her love for America's ass. Back to Jen and Matt. Jen's first question to Matt is, Wait, do you pretend to be blind man? Cause that is really problematic. Matt assures he's really blind, but he also has very good hearing, which helps him see. He also informs that Eugene is a bad guy and he has kidnapped Luke Jacobson. Jen asks if Matt is like a superhero, Gold Devil. Matt says he's Daredevil, and we hear the theme music of Netflix's Daredevil. Jen makes fun of Daredevil's costume's colour scheme. Come on, Jen, that's low blow insulting a blind man's clothes. They leave together to rescue Luke Jacobson. Around Eugene's lair, lily pad, on the pole there's a sticker with the text We Buy Houses and a QR code that takes you to She-Hulk's comic issue number 9. Inside the lair, Eugene wants version 2 of his suit. Eugene says, we gotta go all out. I'm talking bulletproof shields which is a reference to Captain America's Vibranium Shield. A fancy AI with a British voice that talks to you, which is a reference to Jarvis played by Paul Bettany for Iron Man. Jen and Matt listen in on Eugene from outside to figure a way to save Luke. Jen thinks Eugene has henchmen because of his father. Matt explains the difference between goons and henchmen. Henchmen believe in the cause and goons are just there for the paycheck. God, I love Matt Murdock. He's my kind of nerd. Matt Nerdock. Matt has figured the number of goons in Eugene's lair listening to their heartbeats. Jen doesn't believe him until Matt says Jen's heart is racy. That is because she definitely wants to smash that. I was like, girl, if you don't kiss him at this moment, I will. Jen wants to try the She-Hulk smash approach to their attack, while Matt prefers the stealth mode, because he has done it a million times before. Nice call back to the one-take hallway fight, by the way. Inside Eugene's lair, there's a frog signal like the bat signal. She-Hulk gives Eugene legal advice, and Daredevil adds his two cents. Eugene asks if the devil ninja guy is also a lawyer. Daredevil says, I'm just a big fan of legal dramas. Same dude, same. Jen breaks the fourth wall and says, This guy is really doing it for me. You and me both, sister. You and me both. Jen asks Luke to call the police. Luke forgives Jen and agrees to make her gala dress because he's not a monster. Jen and Matt thank each other for their help. Matt calls out Jen on her bad math and excessive property damage. Jen totally wants to hit that. Jen asks, When do you head to New York? Matt says tomorrow, hey, maybe next time I'm in town, I can take you out to dinner. Jen wants to skip all that and just, you go girl. In the morning, Daredevil does the walk of shame. Nikki spots him and even clicks a picture, which we see in the end credit illustrations. The episode did come to a very satisfying conclusion. So what is the big twist? Another Hulk but Red or Jen getting fridged? Fridging is a common practice in comics and other forms of storytelling, wherein another character exists just to die or be hurt for the sole purpose of furthering another character's plot. But this is her show. Nikki jumps in the frame behind Jen with makeup brushes between her fingers like Wolverine's claws. Jen arrives at the gala with Nikki. She finds her parents and they all sit together. All the women are awarded Female Lawyers of the Year at Southern California Law Awards. In her speech, Mallory says, Twice the work, half the recognition, and constantly being asked what it's like being a female lawyer. Same girl, same. Just as Jen is about to give her speech, Hulking and Intelligentsia take over the PA system and interrupt the awards. The LED screens show contents of Jen's phone that Josh had cloned. They say stupid things like, she Hulk doesn't deserve your attention or praise. She does not deserve the power she stole from the Hulk. She didn't steal any powers from Hulk, you morons. In fact, because of her blood, Hulk could save his charred arm. It shows the clip of Jen's and Josh's intimate moments. Mallory asks Jen not to react. Josh not only clicked her picture, he filmed the entire thing. I wanna punch Josh. It's a gross invasion of privacy and it must be mortifying for Jen. She breaks the LED screens. She did not deserve this. DODC is pointing their sonic cannons at her. How did they get here so soon? Everyone is seeing and questioning the way she is reacting, but no one is realizing the cause of her reaction. Both Josh and Intelligentsia need to be accountable for this. I want Bruce and Wong and Nikki and Pug, and everyone she's helped throughout the series to be there for her, for emotional support. They need to come to her aid. She-Hulk should take Josh, Hawking and Intelligentsia down in a lawsuit. Now, my favorite penultimate episodes include WandaVision, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, and She-Hulk. My reason for liking this episode is not just because of Daredevil. It's because this episode has flawless writing and some crackling dialogue. I loved seeing Daredevil smile and be flirty and funny. BT Dub's Matt Slash Daredevil was also funny in the Netflix series. That is, if you watch the show carefully. You can listen to The Awesome Pod Mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, I'll soon be launching the Awesome Pod Mix page on Patreon, and you can support me there. Thanks for listening!